It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 286, Quantum, a podcast that looks at news and views and arts and culture and sport and technology and all different kinds of things from, ideally, every area of the world. And we'll see if we can do that. Well, I was going to say 30 minutes, but with our music and so on, it ends up being about 40 minutes. But um, I hope you enjoy this. And I should say Happy New Year, and I should say welcome back. It's very strange. I've noticed this. Um, over Christmas and New Year, the number of listeners to the podcast drops. Now, do people not listen to podcasts? I don't know. But uh, last week, it was good to see the number well back up to its normal rate, and hopefully will continue to grow over this year. Carl Sagan, I was reading these words of his. I can't remember with who. I just thought it was excellent. Uh, He says this, We've arranged a global civilization in which most crucial elements profoundly depend on science and technology. We have also arranged things so that almost no one understands science and technology. This is a prescription for disaster. We might get away with it for a while, but sooner or later this combustible mixture of ignorance and power is going to blow up in our faces. Well, on that pleasant thought... We are, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I've been working through my Spotify top 100 songs I listened to in 2023, and this gentleman, Bach, is, I think, possibly the one I've listened to the most, but uh, this this is a great theme for the podcast. This is Toccata and Fugue in D minor. By the way, isn't the organ perfect for that? I worship in a church which uses an organ, and the organ is good for some songs uh, and not for others, but uh, definitely that. Okay, um, creation, science, and technology. Uh, here's a little technological bit of news. 
Now, Tetris has long been touted as a video game that just can't be beaten because it just goes on and on. Well, 13-year-old American Willis Gibson has technically proven that wrong. He beat the original Nintendo version of the game by reaching such a high level that the coding froze that left the program unable to generate any more falling blocks. As a mother, I would just say step away from the screen, go outside, get some fresh air. Beating Tetris is not a life goal. I love that. I love the fact that Willis Gibson, this 13-year-old boy, beat Tetris, um, which previously had only been done by another computer. Uh, I also love the fact in that clip that the presenter is basically saying, get out of your room and get a life, which I kind of agree with. Now, as regards uh, creation and technology, in Australia here, we're, we're, we're going through a very strange thing at the moment in that we were told that with the El Nino weather pattern, we would have a big dry. And in Australia, that does mean quite severe drought. Almost precisely the opposite has happened, where various areas are on flood alert. And it's funny, on the Bureau of Meteorology weather app, I came across this. There's a message. I use it. It says, to the maximum extent permitted by law, the Bureau excludes any liability that may arise in connection with the BOM weather app or any information or material presented therein or your access to or use of any of the same. This includes, but is not limited to, any loss, damage or cost, however arising, that may be caused by any reliance on any information accessible within or via this app. Now, what I find fascinating about that is that I, I think the people in the Bureau of Meteorology are great, actually, and I think their app is tremendous, and I think that's good. But I think it was the Australian that pointed out there are people, there's another group within the Bureau of Meteorology whose just whole life is obsessed with climate change. And as a result, the climate projections, they just keep going wrong. Um, there, For example, in, in worldwide storm incidents and cyclones, You'd think these have increased massively because of climate change, but they haven't. Records of worldwide storm incidents over 40 years show no increase in either minor or major events. Um, there's a scientist called William Gray, an atmospheric scientist. He is the inventor of the ACE index and pioneer of cyclone research. He actually said that anthropogenic global warning, he, he said that many... Climate scientists support the theory merely to preserve their funding grant. Um, now, he's bitterly attacked for it, and his sub-publications are no longer accepted, uh, or his articles are no longer accepted for publication on the grounds they're not up to standard. But you dare to question the science on any of this. There, there's another fascinating thing. Um, I do very much like Toby Young's uh, Daily Skeptic. don't necessarily always agree with it, but that's the point. You're allowed to be sceptical, aren't you? even about The Daily Skeptic. Um, so I think what I would say is this, that uh, I was fascinated with this article. You know how this is meant to be the hottest ever since for 125,000 years and a previous podcast we questioned how that could be? Well, we now have evidence that the summer temperatures in the High Alps were up to 7 degrees higher between 4000 BC and around AD 700. 
um, which is extraordinary. I, I put a link to the article. Um, also, this London-based educational charity, Climate Science, which is partnered with a number of wealthy green activist foundations, that it said that changes in temperature were very gradual, with average global temperatures not changing by more than 0.5 degrees centigrade over the past 10,000 years. It claims, and this has been distributed to school children, because of course school children haven't a clue, that the rise of 1.1 degrees centigrade since 1880 would have taken thousands to millions of years absent man-made carbon emissions. Well, uh, we have evidence that that's just not true, that there were significant temperature changes for different reasons. Okay, now, 2024 is going to be the biggest year of elections, I think, in human history. There's so many countries that are facing elections. So, for example, uh, this weekend, as this podcast goes out, Taiwan will be voting. That has enormous significance because if the, the leading party at the moment gets elected, then it's highly likely that the Chinese will be considerably provoked. Um, it'll be fascinating to see, and we'll have a more detailed report on that next week. Meanwhile, in Ecuador, and I did promise we were going to do more of an emphasis on South America. I'm conscious that last year we didn't have much. But um, Ecuador's most wanted prisoner escaped from a maximum security detention center in uh, Guayaquil on Sunday. Now, chaos has reigned since then with President Daniel Noboa declaring a nationwide state of emergency. The prisoner is a man called Josefito Marcias Vilamar, and he's the leader of Los Choneros. By the way, any pronunciation I get wrong, you South American brothers and sisters, let me know. Tell me how to pronounce it. I'll learn. Um, this is one of the largest drug gangs, and they broke him out of jail. And then they invaded a television studio and... Some people are arguing that this is civil war, where well, it's certainly very close to it. Pray for the nation of Ecuador. Um, well, maybe I think maybe next week I'll go back to looking at different nations, giving you their anthems and so on. Let's move across to Africa, to Ethiopia. Uh, this was sent to me by one of you. Thank you so much for this. I found this fascinating, that Ethiopia, with a memorandum of understanding, is going to allow the self-declared Republic of Somaliland to use one of its ports. Now, Somaliland is separate from Somalia, but is not recognized by most countries. Um, but Ethiopia is landlocked, and it really does need uh, a port. Somaliland seceded from Somalia more than 30 years ago, but it's not recognized by either the African Union or the UN as an independent state. Well, when Eritrea left... Ethiopia in the early 1990s, it meant Ethiopia had no uh, land access, and that made it the most populous landlocked country in the world without access. Let's go to Europe. A fascinating report, I'll just mention it, that uh, immigration could cost the Netherlands 600 billion euros over the next 20 years, say a group of academics from the University of Amsterdam School of Economics. Uh, some immigrants provide a net positive for the economy, but over all four categories, it's a negative of 600 billion. 
watch this space. And then, as we said, it's a year of elections. The UK, India, Russia, Mexico, Indonesia, Germany, the EU, Pakistan, Iran. Uh, I think there are 60 elections in all over the coming year. And we will try to keep you up to date with as many of them as possible. But a big one, of course, is going to be the US. And uh, this is an astonishing clip that Donald Trump retweeted. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. Well, there's much that can be said about that. I mean, first of all, I find it hard to believe it's not parody. But Trump liked it. It's certainly blasphemy. Uh, the notion of Biden against Trump, it, it just fills me with despair. Both of them, I can personally, I'm thankful I don't have a vote. Anyway, we pray for America. You know, people say this about politicians, that they're too much alike. So this is my number 94 song, Robert Plan and Patty Griffin. Let's look at some media. Uh, I uh, look. I love this. Do, do you remember this film? 
we reckon he's nicked three to four million in the last five months, sir. All right, then, fine. Raise the bounty on his head. 25,000 crowns. Begging your pardon, sir, it won't do no good. How much you raise it? Really, Scribe, and why is that? Because, sire, the poor, you see, he gives them what he takes. So, well, sire, they love him. Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him for it? Yes. That's it, then. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. That is uh, Alan Rickman in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner. Uh, to me, Rickman absolutely stole the show as a dastardly sheriff of Nottingham. I just love that. No more merciful beheadings. One of the, the all-time great lines in movie history. But the reason I'm putting this up, that up there is, oh, I, I, some of you will have seen this. I just I, I couldn't. I just gave up. Um, the BBC have been rewriting Robin Hood so that it's no longer about stealing from the rich to help the poor. It's now all about ecology and saving the planet and so on. And actually, that's so ironic because uh, I, I honestly believe that the transfer of wealth from the middle class and the poor to the wealthy because of... Uh, climate change measures is astonishing. Um, I, I feel it myself personally because here in Australia we'd love people to come and visit, we'd love family to come and visit, but they're making it so that only the rich can fly. It's just so difficult. Anyway, another film in the, that I, we went to see and I cannot recommend it highly enough is One Life about Nicholas Winton. Um, there's a very famous clip on which this film is based from the Esther Ranson show, and I do recommend you watch it. And as usual, I put all the links onto the website. Uh, but here's a part of it. Back here is the list of all the children. This is Vera Diamant, now Vera Gissing. We did find her name on his list. Vera Gissing is with us here tonight. Hello, Vera. And uh, I should tell you that you are actually sitting next to Nicholas Winton. Hello. <laughs> and it was just so wonderful, so terribly, terribly touching. Can I ask, is there anyone in our audience tonight who owes their life to Nicholas Winton? If so, could you stand up, please? I also read the book Nicholas Winton about his uh, by his daughter Barbara. Um, oh, it was an extraordinary film. I, I I I'm not ashamed to say that I couldn't move. I was so overcome with emotion, and you know, I you weep. That man was enabled to save over six hundred children from the Nazis. Extraordinary, extraordinary. Uh, let's go on to medicine and law. Um, the Chinese scientists who ran controversial experiments at the laboratory suspected of triggering COVID. Um, we, we've heard of her before. Xi Zheng Li. Uh, she had a secret meeting with the US government to seek backing for a project that would go on to develop and supercharge coronaviruses. 
to my mind, there's almost no doubt now that the coronavirus that we can t- that mutates to attack human beings was human designed, human engineered, um, and there is recent evidence. C- Documents obtained by the U.S. Right to Know, a non-profit public health research group, include an order made by Chinese intelligence on January 3rd, 2020, two days after the world was first told about COVID, which decreed that its scientists should either share their samples with the government or destroy them on the spot. You know, when it comes to COVID, so many people want to say, ah, it wasn't me. And that's my number 93 song, George Tharagood and Destroyers. Here's a wee bit of that. Still in medicine, NSS patients, NHS patients are being asked to choose from 159 religions, 12 genders, and 10 sexual preferences before they attend uh, hospital appointments. Do you know who cares if you think you're a goddess, Satanist, or Druid before you access care? <laughs> I can't remember where I read that, but the menu of sexual preferences include pansexual, bisexual, gay, heterosexual, lesbian, queer, questioning, unreal, or asexual, or a combination of any of those. They're also asked to select their sex assigned at birth, which is a lie because your sex is not assigned at birth. Your legal sex, which again is just such a bizarre thing. One Royal Brompton Hospital patient, a man in his 50s, said, if I'm having a heart stent fitted, what difference does it make if I'm straight, pansexual, male or demi-boy? Yeah. Sport. Um, I love this bit of commentary. David Warner, the Australian cricketer, has retired. And this was uh, during one of his last games against India, where India lost six wickets for zero. Um, and this was the commentary. 153 all out. If someone went round the corner for a dump and has come back, India have been bowled out for 153. <laughs> or a drink. Or whatever. Does the dump mean the same in India as it does in England? I think it does. What about Pommy? Or a drink? I want my dumps to last a bit longer than that. Uh, to be By the way, uh, I, I played Novak Djokovic speaking Chinese last week. 
I've since then discovered that he also speaks Japanese, Russian, German, Italian, Spanish, Arabic. I think he speaks 11 languages in total. Just amazing. Anyway, this man died. It was a thrill to be allowed to play your natural instinctive game and not be told off if you made a mistake. And I think that was very nice, you know. We played, we played hard, we played to win. But uh, the winning wasn't the be-all and end-all, it was the way you play the game. And I think that's, uh, I think that's important. That's J.P.R. Williams and those of us who grew up in the golden era of rugby, especially Welsh rugby, will mourn his death this week. As we also mourn the death of Franz Beckenbauer, who died aged 78, he won the World Cup as captain of West Germany in 1974 and lifted the trophy again as manager in 1990. He played for Bayern Munich 582 times. Der Kaiser was his nickname. Just a great, an absolute great. And then some of you will remember this. And of course, a Starsky and Hutch. That was my, my viewing as a, a teenager stroke child. Um, he was the, the actor, uh, David Soul, who was Hutch Hutchinson in, the, in that. He has died. Um, he was also a singer. I, I just honestly, I couldn't bring myself to play any of his music. I just hated it so much. Um, just again. A really, really, really sad life. Lived in the UK, starred in several British TV programmes, including Holby City, Little Britain and Lewis. In 2004, he obtained British citizenship. To give him credit, he refused to appear on reality TV, saying, these days, anybody is a celebrity, and frankly, there's nothing to celebrate. He was married five times, and he was arrested in the 1980s for attacking his wife, Patty Carnell Sherman, who was seven months pregnant at the time. Strangely enough, I felt very sad about his death, just for a personal reason. He He's the spitting image of my brother Stuart, who I haven't seen in a long time. And Hey Stuart, if you, if you happen to be listening to this, get in touch, mate. Um, this is extraordinary. Now, I'm going to play you something. This is the gender and sexuality thing. This has... Uh, how... Pawned, I was going to say pawned, spurned, poured out... Birthed, birthed, that's a good one. This has birthed a thousand memes. Listen to this. Am I in here? Yes, I am. Yes. Cool. All right, so it's cool if I touch you. Yeah. My pronouns are she, they. How about you? My pronouns are they, them. Okay, cool. What are your pronouns, by the way? Oh, they, them. Okay, thank cool. you for asking. Yes. <laughs> she, her. Okay, okay is awesome. it okay if I touch you? Yeah. All right, sure. awesome. Okay, so there are these hairdressers in America. <laughs> They were putting on TikTok how virtuous they are because they ask people if they can touch them and also ask their pronouns. Now, leave the pronouns aside for a minute. Is it okay if I touch you? How do you expect to get your hair cut if you don't, if you, they're not going to touch you? <laughs> Honestly, there are, I love, you know, like uh, the Middle Eastern people here in Australia. <laughs> There's so, so many memes of 
of, you know, an Arab or, you know, an Iraqi or Lebanese or whatever being asked this, <laughs> the language. I couldn't play any of them because the language is so strong, but oh my goodness, that's insane. Um, speaking of insane, firefighters have been taught that sex is just a label and may run along a spectrum. This is training material for emergency service staff at West Sussex Fire and Rescue. Uh, sex is the label we're assigned by a doctor when we're born. No, that's a lie. It's a lie. Anyway, enough. Scottish conversion therapy laws. I'm actually not going to say anything about that just now. Um, again, it's astounding that The Telegraph is reporting that you could go to jail for seven years if, as a parent, you refuse to affirm your child's desire to be converted to another gender. And this is meant to be anti-conversion therapy, but again... We will do this special on Scotland that I keep promising, and that, that's one of the issues we'll deal with. So, my number 92 song is this from the Beatles. Here I stand, head in hand, turn my face to the wall. If she's gone, I can't go on, feeling two foot small. And every day I can see them laugh at me And I hear them sing Hey, you've got to hide your love away Hey, you've got to hide your Um, history. I, I just want to recommend a podcast, well, one I always recommend, which is The Rest is History. But they had a series of episodes on the Aztecs, which was utterly outstanding. And tied in with that, um, I've been reading Constantine Kisson's An Immigrant's Love Letter to the West. And here's a quote from that, which, it's a brilliant book, by the way, highly recommended. For many years, people with Spanish heritage or those from Spanish-speaking countries especially those of Central and South America, happily referred to themselves as Latino. Then in the early 1990s, a small but influential group of Americans on the left decided they should be called Hispanics. Of course, this was done without any consultation. This was just, again, our Harvard elites saying this is what it should be. Now, a new set of people, probably white and who've never set foot in South America, have ruled they should be called Latinx. I'm not sure who's happy with this. It's certainly not Latinos, but it doesn't matter because it's not about them. It's about guilty white people feeling good about themselves. Well, well said, Constantine. Highly uh, recommend all his stuff, by the way. Um, this is my number 91 song. It's a Scottish song, um, of course. It's about another time. Here, have a listen to a little of the Killy... Oh, the Killy Crankies. No, the, the Corries singing Killy Cranky. Oh, 
my hand to you, but I met the devil and Dundee on the braze, oh, Kelly Cranky, oh. And ye had been what I had been, ye would have been sick and to you, and ye had seen what I Okay, a couple of things on religion. There's been another massacre in Nigeria, which again I've not noticed people on the streets protesting about. Up to 200 Christians have been killed in a series of terror attacks over two days on villages in the north-central Plateau state in Nigeria. 221 homes were burned. More than 300 people were left injured. And if you want to know how mad the church is going, here's Reverend Dina Dudley. I'm just loving Pride Month. I love it every year. I'm loving all the queer events and the human rights work and the celebrations. I'm loving all the rainbows around town and the people who de- decorate their balconies for Pride. So when I'm looking for answers, I turn to the Bible. Just kidding, not always. Sometimes, as you know, I turn to bumper stickers and Facebook memes, and if I'm really stuck, I ask my wife, but I digress. So, so pride is about a lot of things, but for me, pride is first and foremost about a spirit of freedom. We're free because God put a spirit of freedom within us, and we need to nurture that spirit inside of us and protect it in our world. And as, a, as people of faith and as a community of faith, we need to pay attention to our spiritual lives to nurture and care for ourselves and our own spirits and to care for one another in the faith, to nurture and care for young and old and cis and trans and single and partnered and straight and gay and intersex and genderqueer and black and white and the whole mix of us. Brilliant. Uh, not brilliant, but just really, really sad. The she, they, lesbian pastor of Toronto MCC. Wow. As the person who posted that to me said, she checks every stereotype and caricature box during a brief 10-minute homily. You know, imagine joking about this. I turn to the Bible just kidding. No, I go to bumper stickers and Facebook memes and ask my wife. Wow. Uh, There was some other good news, though. Um, Bob Aykroyd from the UK, from Scotland, from the Free Church, got a tremendous write-up in the Herald newspaper in Scotland. I'll put a link to that as well. Okay, before I go, let me just mention Seek. Um, Seek 19 is the question about whether there's value in other holy books. Uh, Again, I put a link to that. You can read the whole chapter for free if you don't have the book. Why not? Um, The first thing, um, part of the answer I give is to say that there is truth in other holy books. When the Buddha says radiate boundless love towards the entire world, it's not wrong. 
although it is impossible, only Christ does that. When the Hindu scriptures teach a gift is pure when it's given from the heart to the right person at the right time and at the right place and when we expect nothing in return, they're not saying something that's wrong. Although again in this quote we just simply ask whether anything can be pure from impure humans. These scriptures may give us profound ideas and beautiful concepts, but ultimately they don't help us because they don't give us Christ. So thanks to Peter for producing this. I will love you and leave you. Thanks for all the responses and uh, contributions. Please feel free to keep them coming. Support us on the Podbean fundraiser. Uh, Go to www.theweeflee.com, the website, and the email is just theweeflee at gmail.com. And our final piece of music in the midst of all of this, I wanted to go with a piece I've used before, but I just love. This is Matt Redmond, 10,000 Reasons, based on Psalm 103, um, and it's him singing it in Times Square. Six-day elections, all the stuff that's going on. We still have many reasons to bless the Lord, and he's still in charge. God bless you, and see you next week. Bye. You guys take it. Bless the Lord. Oh, oh, my soul, and worship His holy name. Beautiful. And sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship Your holy name. Jesus, Your name. When the sun comes up. It's a new day dawn It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before Let me be sad when the evening comes Even though the sun goes down in Times Square tonight, let's sing Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing, sing, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your Yeah.
Jesus, on that day when my strength is. 